listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 103 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I'm joined by... Oh, I have to say my own name now? Joe! That's a, that's M. a curveball for you. <laughs> oh, yes, Joe... <laughs> you threw me. It's good to see your face. It's good to hear your voice. Good to see you too. Good to see you. Good to see your face too. We can see each other, but everybody listening can't see our faces. So we're sparing everybody else. Maybe you should just describe my face for everyone. No, let's not do that. I didn't take my anti-nausea medication today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, you know I don't warning, mean that. Warning at the beginning don't. of the podcast. Yes, take your anti-nausea. <laughs> We've got um, a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been well, pop about a. Not quite two months, I think, since our last podcast. I think we recorded in April, early April. Yeah, it was right after the um, uh, European tour. Before the that's summer right. Tour. That's right. So obviously, we have the summer tour to talk about. Um, we have uh, some additional shows that have been added uh, over the last few days. We have the satellite radio, Sirius XM news. Um, we have to dive into the red, yellow chart song, and Joe Mystery. put together quite a bit of data. Yeah, we've got that to go into. We've got um, a new vinyl. Not what you think. Sorry, not BTCS. <laughs> um, some some miscellaneous stuff. Jeff Coffin's playing with the Plectones uh, in a one-off. Um, Setless game. Warehouse 20-year gift. A lot of stuff like that. But before we dive into the, to the meat of the podcast, we did want to um, bring to everyone's attention, in case you're not aware, um, at the St. Louis show, uh, and this is really sad, um, Very sad news. Apparently, there was a, a death, right, Joe? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. There was a, one of the fans at the show um, was injured, um, uh, and from well, an critically un- un- unknown reason, uh, and went to the hospital and unfortunately passed away. Very, very sad. Forty-four um, year old um, Jason Smith. So yeah, he, he, him, and his wife were at the show, and they and were at the show, and I think we're maybe like leaving at the end of the show, and. Um, he, uh, I think his wife maybe forgot her, uh, uh, a shirt that she bought, one of the, the tour shirts, and he ran back to go get it. Um, they were separated for just seven minutes, and she couldn't find him. She called his phone, and the paramedic answered his phone and, and told him where they were, and he was uh, unconscious and uh. bleeding from his ear and uh, went to the hospital and unfortunately passed away. Just absolutely terrible. I can't believe it. I mean, like at a DMV show. Probably. I mean, we've all been we've all been to shows, right? Yep. You can easily put yourself in that situation. That, that's it's unthinkable. Unthinkable. I, so, I mean, first of all, thoughts, prayers, everything, love, whatever yep, it may be, sure. to to the family. Um, there cannot imagine uh, going. There, um, the police are asking for anyone with information. Um, call the Maryland Heights Police. Their their number is three one four two nine eight. Eight seven zero zero. Now they're just looking for anybody who may have seen what happened. Now at this point, they don't know if it's foul play or, I mean, it's very possible. And I'm not saying this is likely, but I mean, maybe he was, you know, going against the grain of the crowd. He's standing on chairs. You know, someone spills a beer on a chair. He takes a step, slips, and hits his head on the back of a. You know what I mean? It could be anything. It doesn't necessarily mean it's foul play, from what I understand from the article that I've read. Yeah, they just they just say it's you know like. A mystery, or maybe suspicious. Or it, just, it, it was it suspicious. Seem, it doesn't seem normal because it's blunt force to the back of the head, enough to crack the skull. Um, so, yeah. 
you know, either he got hit by something or whatever. So if you guys, anybody Which, that was at the show, I, I think yeah. a lot of people have heard about this, but if by chance, you know, we're getting to somebody that hasn't heard about this and you saw something, you know, the, the family. I mean, somebody was, had to see something, right? I mean, I just can't, yeah. And there were so many people there. So you'd think something. Right. I mean, so hopefully, hopefully something can come. That, I think just the family wants some, some peace of mind, right? They, oh, it's gosh. just a, yeah. unknown and they just kind of want to understand, so. There's anybody that's listening to this is at the show has any information please pass it along. Yeah, and if anything, this is not to sound all dad and PSA and everything, but you know, um, not to say this had anything to do with it, but limit your consumption at shows to a responsible level too, because you know, it's scary to think that either this gentleman was too much or a possible perpetrator or whatever, but ultimately, you know, violence at these shows it's, it's a scary concept, man, and just has no place. Yeah, too much alcohol doesn't yeah doesn't look good for him. No, no, no. Well, um, yeah. So definitely contact the Maryland Heights um, police if you have any information. Pass the word along to anybody you might know who had been at the show to see if we can um, see if we can help you know get this thing figured out. Unfortunately, um, but uh, moving on. So the main the headlining topic right is the start of the summer tour. Um, and we're now what is it uh, ten or eleven shows into it? Okay, so I see. Nine. Yep, nine. Nine shows in. Nine shows in, and, uh, two of yeah. which were festivals. Um, and actually, there was supposed to be an extra one, right? Um, they were supposed to play the um, something in the water festival. That was That's Pharrell's right. uh, festival. Pharrell, right. Uh, kind of the first full band in the States uh, after, after being overseas. And unfortunately, just, the weather did not cooperate. The storms, lightning in the area, they unfortunately just had to call it. And it was not something that you can just like play the next day. There's other acts and festivals. It's a one time festival, it's set up stages. So, really unfortunate um, for those that were hoping to catch the band there. Um, so, yeah, that one didn't happen. But then there were two other festivals um, the, the Memphis uh, Beale Street Music Festival and yeah. um, New Orleans Jazz Festival, which is, um, you know, kind of been a staple festival for, for DJ sure. over the years. Well, I misspoke. It's actually 10 shows, including those two um, festivals. Okay. So far. That's right. Um, 10. Yep. Yep. You, know, yep. know, you want to know how I know that? In this kind I want to know how you know that. Because then it goes into the set list. Um, is... Because you like Coldplay? <laughs> <laughs> you get the reference? Oh, wait. No. Why? 40-year-old version. I know the movie. You want to know how I know your whatever, that, whole, that whole scene? Because, you know... Uh, never mind. Oh, doesn't he say like he? Uh, he so I, I'm vaguely remembering this. Like he, he. he it's a it's a Seth Rogen and uh, Paul Rudd, and it, you know, I think it's you know how I know you're gay because you're like Coldplay. But the way you just said you know how I know that it brought me back to that movie. You know how I know that? Well, I'll tell you the real reason why I know, and the real reason I know is because I happened was um, keeping an eye on what the number one song played was, and that's where my nine was coming from. Is because I think it's. Do you remember has been played oh, nine times out of oh. ten appearances? How could I forget? That's what it should be renamed to. <laughs> so it looks like Do You Remember is going to be the Samurai Cop of uh, oh. of 2019, which we know Dave is a very very big fan of that song. It means a lot to him, uh, you know, oh. just the, the contents of the song and how it came about. Um, you know, they've done video production for it, so it's uh it will be a song that looks like we're gonna hear it's 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 separated itself from the pack, you know. Two shows <sighs> ten shows in, nine plays. 
um, you know, the next highest is seven plays. So it's already kind of not even long enough to hit the can. <laughs> you know, there's not. I mean, there's only only one song that's you know not that good that you long enough to hit the can, in my opinion. What's that, Angel? No, that's, I wouldn't do that. That's Jimmy thing. You can get to the can. Oh, you, are you there? Are you there for with Jimmy now? Oh, I've always been. Have I, you arrived? Oh, I've always arrived with Jimmy. Oh yeah, I've always. Joe's been. always been. The, Joe's always been the pessimist here. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like it, right? But you can, I can literally get to the bathroom and get back, and and this, and still hear a good majority of the song, and actually hear the better parts of the song. So, uh, I like the beginning, actually. Yeah. That, that's that's why I, I like I like Jimmy. A seven minute Jimmy would thrill me because I like the the, the verse and it's chill, it's cool. There's nothing else they have like it. Yeah. It's a great song. Until they've just stretched it out into this 20-minute bore fest. Do you like it when the crowd sings the lyrics or when Dave sings the lyrics? Dave. Okay. You don't yeah. like the crowd sing? In most cases. So there was 10 shows. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I know you and I have talked privately, but I think the first, what, uh, six of them had a lot of people pretty pissed off, a little worried uh, yeah. And I've, I've, you know, anybody who's regular listener to this podcast knows that there's no secret that I feel like I've kind of been there for a number of years now, but it feels like just trying to skim the forums and getting a general pulse of the community. I almost feel like more than ever, the beginning of this summer tour has been a, all right, man, things are happening now. People are really starting to shift in terms of the general populace. I don't know how you if you agree. Um, I feel like we had the same moments that happened at this, you know, this year, but it's happened about one third of the way in. I feel like, like one third in you're like, um, this just went stale. Well, uh, and, well, but yes. this time it was from the start. And the reason it was from the start was because we had Europe in our mind and, and yep. What? Keep going. Well, we had Europe in our mind, and then all these these shows just started up, and they were the same set list of Europe. Well, we had Europe, and then before that, we had the fall tour that was no different. Before uh, that, we had the 20... I think 2018 2.0 is what we were seeing to start this year. I, it felt like it was one long tour from summer 2018 to Europe. Yeah, I mean, the winter... I mean, we had some cool things in the winter, like... Uh, you know some uh -huh. of the, some of the um, old Batson sessions started Batson, to yep. get played, but yes, I mean there were clearly staples that transversed all of those those tour sub tours, and then the fact that we picked up 2019 and here all of a sudden again it's Louisiana Bayou, it's um, Stand Up, it's yeah. um, uh, Do You Remember? I guess you could say you know all, all, some of these songs that were getting heavy play, they're back and. I just think sledgehammer, sledgehammer, yeah. Just people jumped on that right away because I think all in our minds we had this 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 idea that suddenly now it's a new tour and uh, you know so things have to be different. They flip a switch and what they did in the past has to be different. It's a new tour, um, and I think we even probably or even myself talked about that even in our last podcast as far as what our prediction was for what the summer is going to be like, and I. Was think I was pretty confident that I don't think it's going to continue on the way that it did from Europe and, like you said, from the summer before. But man, when some of those first set lists came out, I mean, it was well, and that's exactly what. And I hate to say I told you so, but I said I see no, I see no indication that it will change. Right. 
there's hope, and then there's that was that was exactly what you said. He was like, there's nothing to give me any kind of idea that they would change what they were doing. Right. That, that was what you said. And I say for for six shows, I was I was on. Yeah, yeah, you were, and you know, I I think we were going back and forth, and I was coming to the defense, I guess, of the band, or or trying yeah. to trying to calm the uh, pitchforks and say l- l- we're a little early at this point to pull out the pitchforks. I mean, I was not happy. I was definitely not adding any additional shows until I saw a change. Um, yeah, uh, he wouldn't add the 22nd and 23rd, but he's already locked <laughs> in for 21. It's just, you know, pretty, be pretty clear here. Pretty cock, pot committed. Um, <laughs> you know, my defense was, hey, listen, two of them were festival shows. You only got nine, whatever, nine tracks. I throw those out. Yeah, you can't, but but people were, those were having very similar shows, and you have to, you get it, okay? So if everyone agrees, can we throw out the, the festival shows? Yes, they weren't dynamic, but um, you shouldn't really count them. But then the other ones... Yes, they were. And my, my thought was, listen, actually, the beginning of this tour was shows, or excuse me, they were like cities that the band did not play last year. It's almost it could have been a considered a continuation of last summer or even last winter. You know, we're playing in Pensacola, Jacksonville, you know, um, Nashville, all these places the band had not played. And I'm like, well... Okay, the real test is going to come when they get to a venue that they played last year. They're not going to look at the set list that they played last year and say, oh, let's play all these songs again. They're going to, at that point, I was holding out to mix it up. So I was wait, my thought was, wait till Texas. Texas will be the true test. But the band kind of surprised us um, after some of the fervor. Is that the right word? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good word, yeah. <laughs> um, that came up that see, Iowa seems to be the turning point. Yeah, which was weird because I think a lot of people, you included, might have been really excited. You had said to me, let's see how Tennessee goes. Let's see how Nashville goes. Well, yeah, I was going to Nashville, and I really considered that the start of the tour. All the festivals were over. and was, Because that's the first show you went to, was, so that's why it was the start of the tour. the start of the tour. I usually go to tour opener. I was very sad I couldn't go um, to Florida. Um, you know, I just couldn't work out with my schedule, but... Um, Nashville is the first time they played there in like in, in 10 years for the city. It was an indoor venue, you know, kind of newer place. I, there's a, they have a lot of, you know, coffins from there. I got a lot of friends from there. I mean, I had, I was like, okay, Nashville's where it's going to start. Set list was a stinker. I don't know about the performance, man, <laughs> but that, I was like, I was watching it. You ever see that, that, that gif of Jack Nicholson from, uh, I think it was from the Departed, and he's got that. That smile on his face, just nodding, and it zooms in. I'm, I'm watching that set, thinking about you there, and I'm doing that. You come <laughs> on, <you> bastards! You <laughs> got the nemesis look on you. Hey, when you put it out there and say, "Well, we'll see how Nashville goes," and I, uh, what did I say? I said, "Joe, what do you? I mean, all you're gonna do is move the goalposts again. When Nashville is an egg, yeah. you're gonna say, well, <laughs> let's see about this one.' You're just gonna, well, you're just gonna it, I think you the... can refine a theory. I think you don't have to. The theory, I mean, if the theory wow. does, you can, you can kind of, you know, use additional inputs and further refine your. Here's what I'll say about Nashville. I feel like I'm watching C-SPAN right now. <laughs> wow. Here's what I'll say about Nashville. Um, that may might be interesting to you is yes the set list was not unique there was one tour debut of you might not die trying there was no mm-hmm. guests which a whole bunch of shows prior to here had had guests some pretty interesting guests too yeah um, like um, preservation hall band like uh, Turk um, uh, what was it uh, trucks anyway um, that but here's what I'll say about Nashville I will not miss another Nashville show. 
I went to Nashville, Dave and Tim, and that's fine, but I will not miss another full band Nashville <laughs> show. It is just an absolute blast of a time. Just being on Broadway, all the fans, bars, go in, have everyone's dancing, have a good time, sounded awesome in there, and then just unload, and you're right back there in the street. It's like better than Vegas. I always used to say that for Vegas, full band, when you're in Vegas, I am there. I will make that happen. Same with like Red Rocks or whatever, but... Um, I think Nashville now jumps above Vegas in my mind. If the full band plays there, I'm going to be there. Just a good... That's kind of like my my second American city that I've never been to that I would oh, yeah. want to go to. If you yeah. say, hey, Matt, I'm going to send you somewhere in the USA. Well, number one is um, New Orleans. I haven't been. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I use that uh, analogy is that I kind of feel like um, Nashville is becoming the new New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans got so much history and it is so much culture and it, it's less tra- trashy. I don't know. I don't want to call Nashville Nashville trashy, but uh, it's becoming like a, a, another New Orleans. Well, I yeah, I don't think anybody talks about Vegas from a cultural standpoint. <laughs> well, no, you know, you know what I mean. It's not rich in deep culture. I mean, the old saying, strip is cool. Yeah, true. But but Nashville has that. Nashville New has, Orleans has that. Yes, Nashville does have more than Vegas. Yes, it has has a story, has some Grand Ole Opry, yep, right? Yep, some history. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, um, those are two good cities, Matt. We gotta get you. We gotta get you to one of those cities. I mean, as long as there's not a Dave Matthews Band show there, I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear some. No, I'm well, not they just there. played both of those cities, so they probably won't be back for another uh, three or four years. So. It's safe. You're safe. You can go. You can make your plans. And I might good. actually, I might actually hear a violin. Is what you're saying? Oh, jeez. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Can I? Thank you. Just reminded me of something. That was my okay. biggest takeaway from Nashville. And again, another surprise maybe. The biggest um, takeaway from Nashville was, holy crap, a violin is so good. Because we're hitting these bars, and they got, every bar in Nashville has live music. Every single one. And um, some of them have violin players. Oh, my gosh, it hits you so hard when you are seeing a live performance with a violin. I, 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 I mean, it's been a while. I think the last one I saw was Boyd, which was, you know, um, whenever that was. When was the last time I saw Boyd? Listen, this band with Good Boyd, yeah. that's why you got into them, just so you know. If whether you realize it or not, man. it's still good without it. But man, when I heard so, I, oh! I, it's been a while since I listened to some live music being live at a concert with a violin player, fiddle player, whatever you want to call it. Yep, oh. it's wild. The energy and and yeah, yeah. So we I, some of the bands in Nashville at the bars had fiddle players, and oh my god, I'm like, oh, I want that yep. so bad. Yep, but I can't have yeah, it. Yeah, and not to devolve too much, but this band is it's not the same thing at all. I'm sorry. It's a completely no, no, different but nobody's saying, band and sound. Never, no one's saying it's the same. It's 4.0 or whatever you want to call it. Oh, but 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 then you've got people who have been listening to the band since 2014 saying, oh, I like this sound better. And I'm just like, shut the F up. Yeah. I, I hate to put that out there, but you don't even know what this band is capable of and what it used to be. And the violin is just such a – It's I've used it before, the soul. It is a pillar, a soul pillar of this band, S-O-U-L. It's a pillar of this band's soul. And the fact that that's gone, yeah. and what drives me the craziest is the stubborn attitude, the bucket of effort, the, the, the resistance to, it's not a defeat, guys, if you want to replace that sound with someone who has energy. That is what is, that single instrument 
And I'm not saying Boyd's more important than Roy was or, or anybody, but that single instrument was the most unique piece of one of the most popular bands from the last 30 years. And you take that away, and now you're almost, you're almost living off the residuals, the fumes. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to maintain business that way. You are. You, you're always going to, you know, your stuff's already out there. You're going to live off your reputation because that reputation got so huge over so many years. Mm-hmm. That'll never completely stop. It'll continue to decrease slowly. But yeah. and when you take that away, it's not the same product. And the people who say, well, then just stop listening. Well, why did it have to be that way? And, and, and everything I'm looking at, it seems out of stubbornness it's that way and not for any good reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. That's, I don't, you're allowed to critique things. I, I would say, you know, it's surprising at shows, going to shows here, just even lately, you, I'll still overhear somebody say to their friend, hey, where's the violin guy? There's a yeah. lot of people that go to shows that have gone just when they come to town and they go and with their friends and they're not like overly passionate about it. Casual fans, not probably really the following. majority. Yeah, and I hear over here, hey, where's the violin guy? And they kind of look at each other, and um, that's what people remembered. That, that's the point of this. Yeah. People, that's you know, people go to the show and they remember, you know, hey, the violin. They may not even know his name. The violin guy was a blast, and they loved that about it. And people yep. talked about that. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, sidetrack, but um, yeah, that hurt hearing that in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Then came Des Moines, Iowa, and no offense to Des Moines, Iowa, but you're like the home of the first presidential primary, and now apparently the best show of the 2019 tour. <laughs> so you've got another distinction. <laughs> Those are the two distinctions. <laughs> and 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 bravo because. I'm loving almost this entire set. Uh, it got four total um, show flow downvotes for me. Four total. Um, yeah. Three neutrals and the rest were all positive. Uh, I I have a... Basically, we're, we're talking Bayou as an opener, which, again, show flow is not just this song is thumbs up, thumbs down. It's where the song plays in the set. Yeah. You know, if, if it's a unique opener, but it's not a song I would normally give a thumbs up, but it's, but it's never been opened with, or what thing, I'll give it a thumbs up because that's cool. That's mixing it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with a Bayou opener. Not to say it's never opened, but... Um, and then you have three tour debuts in a row, right? They Guide Fish I'm, yep. uh, to Bartender and So Right. Mind blown. I mean, I'm watching, like, I'm watching these four songs come in, and I'm like... Is this a prank? I mean, like, <laughs> what is somebody? Is this is this just like the la- they're gonna say this is the last show or something? Um, <laughs> what a start, Bayou, and then Big Eyed Fish, Bartender, So Right. I mean, that is awesome start. Hard to keep up with that. Yep. Yep, and and, and indeed it is because do you remember followed that to just let the air out of the room? But <laughs> then you know maybe some of my favorite three songs to show up on any set list on any given night. The So Much Bridge. Um, to too much so i mean just talk about kicking the energy back up and then do, 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 samurai do, cop do, once again popping the balloon yeah samurai cop yeah it's got it seems like there was a little bit of a pattern there huh you know a few, a few yeah but songs. then you get crush which is just i don't i don't know if i've ever heard anybody complain about crush like ever I, it just seems to be yeah it's, it's even though it's a long song right yeah. which like jimmy has been kind of relegated but crush just seems to maintain that popular it's a great song it's a great song it's an awesome little feel to it yeah jazzy and, and then what 
The Stone. The Stone, baby. Wow. The Stone. Much missed. Just, uh, yep. Yep. It's it's definitely taken a... Now, I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet, but um, I don't know. I mean, it is a song that, again, it's the Stone asterisk. Sans violin. Sure, sure, sure. Still which still the hurts. Still the Stone. But, right. True. And still the Stone. And then it went to your tour debut favorite. Crash into me. <laughs> oh yeah, that was one of the ones that got a neutral for me. Okay, I don't, you know, I, I not not something I am crazy about. And for some reason, I gave why I am a neutral vote as well. And that's I was just talking that song up before we got on the podcast. You but were. For some reason, it didn't didn't butter my bread at that point. I mean, because you just they just freaking they dangled, you know, uh, some some candy in front of you, and then they came by yeah. with the. With the vegetables, and you're like, ah, I'm not hungry for any vegetables. I just had candy. But then they come back with the third song that they've ever wrote. Recently. Boom. And this is still the only time they've played it all tour. That's pretty awesome. Which is, I mean, great. And they, they throw in a funny the way it is, another one of my neutral votes, but fine. And then they come back with typical. <laughs> it's like, it's not only, I mean, tour debut or not, Yeah. they're debuting good songs. Yes, yes. That's the thing. Yep. Um, and then, you know, you and me every day, I, that, I don't know about a, a back-to-back that I, that I want to hear less, quite honestly, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, PMP Rapunzel, which seemed to be, uh, you being a nice closer spot, um, right now. And then an encore of, um, uh, a, a, a smaller band sister, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people, I read a lot of people give it shade. I always liked it. Always liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Watchtower. I mean, pretty strong set. You had what eight tour debuts? That's amazing. Yeah, and they did um, yeah. Stairway to Heaven as part of the Watchtower, which they've done before. But um, that is a strong set right there. That is a nice show. Yeah. Now I don't know if anybody out there, everybody knows, but if you go to Tour Central on the website during uh, a show and go to the actual show set, the um, the songs will actually populate live now on the Tour Central page for the show. And you can actually live show flow vote. So you can see how the show is flowing basically as it goes. And you can see how everybody else is voting. And the page will automatically uh, refresh as well. So head on over to um, Tour Central during the show. Just have a tab on your browser open or a window open somewhere on your screen. And just that way you can keep up with the set and um, see how people are, are liking it too, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Good, I, good did, I did that in the off season. Yeah. Like that yeah. feature. Um, so... Since then, we've had three shows. Yep. Since that Des Moines show, kind of like what? Yeah. Um, the next one was um, Maryland Heights. Yep. And uh, while not quite as wild out of nowhere as Iowa, we still got three, four, four tour debuts. Yeah. Um, some some decent ones too. Yeah. I mean, they got to say goodbye after forty one. Yep. Um. You, you did get a Raven, which wasn't a tour debut, but you got Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, Stay or Leave, which I always like. You got another Stone, not tour debut. Um, uh, you got um, Grace is Gone, which that, I mean, if you if you held a gun to my head and said you can take 10 songs with you from this band to that island, mm-hmm. that might be one of them. Ooh, wow. It, it is a, I mean, in terms of a, a well-written song, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a country song yep. from not a country band, and... It's got some of Dave, in my opinion, in my opinion, maybe um, 
like Dreaming Tree, I consider those lyrics incredibly deep and well. The, pen, the, 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 the way that's written is really well written. I think Grace is maybe not at that level, but it's one of his better lyrical songs and just catchy, catchy song, man. I wonder, I wonder why I didn't do Take Off more. Um, you know, it was kind of the single. Um, with, I think that's when the band was starting its downslide, to be honest yeah, with you. Yep. And it really wasn't getting – it was really the, the end of radio – and really yep. the end of D&B on radio, and then yep. what's, a, what's a single at that point doesn't really mean as much. Exactly, exactly. And then, this was a pretty monster encore. It would be an even more monster encore if I liked Ants now, which I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the tour debut and return of song that, that hasn't been away for too long, right? But I remember even when it went, like, coming up on a year it hadn't been played, people were really anxious about it. Mm-hmm. The two-step. Two-step. Two-step opens the encore, and they go into Ants. Uh, that's, I mean, take any set throughout their career, and you're like, that's a monster encore. Anytime you get two-step in an encore, and it's not the closer, I mean, they, right. they, you know, you could pretty much put any kind of layup in there, and you'd still be Heck like... an E1 slot. Yeah, and you'd be like, what? Two-step into blank? Um, but you have to come with it after two-step. Because you can't like do like two step what you are. That's a good point. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a weird. That's a weird transition. I mean, there. they have. Yeah, that's but... a weird transition. Um, yeah. That's just amazing to see two step back. Now, I will say, um, you know, maybe I should wait till the till we get through um, Texas. Uh, you know, my one complaint is I think, I mean, it's not a complaint, but my one kind of feedback is is I think we come we talked about wanting more from set lists and more variety. And that was one of the two things we asked for, right? Or we hoped for. And we yeah. we're see, we see this now in the last four shows, more variety, less songs getting played as frequently, um, new songs being brought in. So that part, good. But the other part that I think we asked for that maybe isn't there yet is um, mixing up the songs, getting creative with them. You know, and us not playing yeah. the same standard versions, right? Call, call it, you yeah. know, um, anyone seen the bridge just kind of going through the same 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 bits of that mix it up and I and the one point thing to point out here is two step two step has the opportunity to get really creative in the intro lyrics what Dave kind yep. of warms up to and he did the time bomb intro for two oh. step yeah so you know it's that's been play, that's been sung a lot now and just the really the two steps that he's gotten creative in the beginning those are just you know unique and fun and so. That's the one thing that I, you know, the, you know, we got the, the variety maybe is increasing, but maybe like mixing up lyrics yeah. and mixing up parts of the song. And I, I think that might be part like one of my gripes is that is that even if it's different, the trends, the trends that we're getting now are, in my opinion, not good trends. It, it's like they've gone away from some of the things like mixing up two step in in favor of just having the same intro or Jimmy playing the same thing or 41's jam the fact that that song has become a cookie cutter jam right makes me want to puke i mean that that's pathetic right. um but you, you know that's you know like here's a good example i see one sweet world in the set list now and i'm like go away go away go away really I would not feel the same way if he played the freaking intro like he did for the first 15 years of his life. Yeah. That thing. beautiful intro. Yep. Or just mix it Why up. Why did they have to go? Yeah, just, uh, just mix it up, yeah. 
I don't know. And yeah, then that's like I said. I think that's the, that. If we're comparing in the past, you know, and what 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 the they were doing versus what they're doing now, I do I do miss that. And there's there's little there's little things that come up. So I don't want to say everything is just the same. Not everything. But I mean th- that two step would have been even better, and people would have gone even more crazy if he would have done some custom intro lyrics to um versus right. the time bomb intro. Right. Um. So you had said you considered this to tour. In terms of your critic, your your criticism of the set list, kind of almost give it a pass until, until Woodlands. It's kind of what you consider the new are the same venues from 2018 cycle. <laughs> okay, admittedly, I said it was the start of 2019 at the start, but then I changed my tune. Yes, when once this was going on, I'm like, well, really, Woodlands is when they start repeating. Y- yeah, venues, so. this is what he moved the goalposts to was Woodlands, <laughs> and now I'm gonna be like. Uh, Lucy pulling the football away from you yet again. Uh oh. Now, you ha- you will have some specific points where point well taken. Okay. I would say overall Woodlands was a disappointment and did not hold up with your well. They'll really start mixing it up once they hit a, a venue that they've played in the last year. So you you don't think it you don't are you satisfied? Based on, well, we'll see if they really mix it up come Woodland time. Are you satisfied with the Woodlands set based on that that bar? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they played the, so much anyone's seen the bridge too much. That's that's cool. like that. They played yep. Seek Up. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Um, then So Right's a little bit new, so that's good. Bartender has been a while. That's good. Yeah, digging a ditch. That yeah. was a tour debut. Ditch was the lone, the lone tour debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which there's still at least we got we got one right. At some point here, you, it seems like you stopped getting tour debuts. So nice to still get that. You, you know what would be cool? I might code this into Tour Central. Yeah. To be able to at a quick glance, go the last time this was played at the venue, in addition to the last time the song was played. Sure. Because I'd like to just well, line really, that up and see. You want to know last? You want to know how how many shows? at that venue ago or because you might just if you say last time at the venue you don't really know okay was that the last time they played there or not the last time they played there right so oh so much to say okay that's the fourth time it's been played this tour but but how many shows ago at the woodlands has so much been played was it the last time are 10 of these 17 songs or whatever were they played the last time they were there i think that's what i'm getting at yep 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 i'll have to dig that in i might put that in um, but yeah, a single song. But they, but Watchtower they, but then encore. they, and strong. Nancy's Warehouse, awesome. Yeah, that is. Um, yep. Ants closer. I know we're not a fan of Ants right now, but it's, yep. it's still a staple. So I guess it's it's very popular. Than, it's better than no, I don't want to say that. I don't yep. want to say it's better than stay. I, but. I would say overall, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed, but it is a, a bit of a different. It is a bit of a different set. What it, what would you what would you need to see changed to really say, wow, that's a different set? Well. I think more tour debuts still, um, because the, the things that wowed us, yeah. the eight songs that really came out. So you got Stone, you got Two Step, Crash. I'm gonna throw out because that's that's pretty much a staple. So you got Tone, Stone, you got Two Step, you got So Right, uh, Big Eye Fish, Bartender. Mm-hmm. I see So Right and Bartender, um, and that's it. And then you got Ditch. So my my thing is this is not all that different than. And I don't know what let the me, 2018. I just pulled it up. Let, let me, I'll, read, it, I, I read, I'll read it to you. Ready? Now, this was a tour, this was tour debut. So it's Come Tomorrow, Bayou, which I didn't play again. So that's awesome. One Sweet World, What Would You Say, 41, 7, Recently, Satellite, 
lie in the hands of God, samurai cop, don't drink the water, typical, PNP Rapunzel. Damn, that's a, that's a nice little run there. Uh, 27, yeah. do you remember, crush what you are, stand up, you and me, Gray Street. Oh, so it's not, it, it doesn't overlap at all almost. Yeah, I was trying to think, is there any, do you remember is the only overlap? Yeah, um, I, guess, I guess you're right. So I'll have to give this one to you. Definitely wasn't a repeat of last yeah. year. I mean, I don't know. I haven't done. I haven't done this for the Dallas yet. We can do that too. Yeah. No, I'll have to give. I'll have to give you that one. At least they didn't. They were pretty in variety from from the year before. Right. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, we got one more show this tour, which also got super high marks from me. Really. Um, it it did. Just uh, because it had it, just because they had a couple of particular songs in it. Is that why? Uh, that helps, but uh, <laughs> looking at the show flow, I'm surprised. I mean, so this is Doka, Dos Equis Pavilion in Dallas. Do you know what Do you know what um, Dos Equis is? It's a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you mean two X's? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> uh, yes. No, I, I, I was going for the beer answer, but I like the two X's. I should have switched it up. You you thought faster than me on that one. <laughs> so this is the former Starplex. Uh, this is where the Crickets uh, invaded two years in a row, 98, 99. Nice. It was then the Coca-Cola Starplex, then the Smirnoff Music Center, then Superpages.com, then Gexa Energy Pavilion, then Starplex, and back to Dos Equis Pavilion. Now <laughs> they I'm have thirsty. a really I'm good. So they have a really good branding a salesperson for branding rights. So they they get the full uh, wow. nine month contract. Apparently, they really they really drive yeah. it out. So this is a cool show. It it just is. Yeah. Um, they open with that girl is you, which what apparently people are dying for this song. They love it. Really? Right? Are they dying? I mean, uh, here's what I say. It's become a uh, kind of a standard opener. I guess it's a new age opener, so I, you know we'll take it. Um, yeah. It, it's a good build. You know, it's a guy. It yep. starts. I, I agree. Yeah. When they jammed with and at even Preservation Hall when they when they got that forget that the jam part of the song is fun. The, no and doubt, the, and the way they roll right into it, and all of a sudden it hits, yes. and then everybody dances, and so yep, yeah, it's fun. Um, it's definitely better live than on the album. It's it seems to be a live song. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, live it it pull it comes, it just hits you, and um, yep, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I I mean, going to a lot of shows, it might be at a little bit too much, but if you you know not going to a lot of shows, uh, man, that's probably you're probably loving yep. the opener if it's just yep. the one show that you get. And then they got then they come out with stay, which um, not that it was the opener, but I've had been. stay open a show yeah. when we were like, oh crap, I hate stay as a closer. It's just it's not enough for me, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But openers, it's a it's a wild opener. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, love it. Um, and the stay and then forty one. I mean, that's a pretty strong start. And what would you say? And then you know, stay or leave Gray Street. You've got a lot of songs right here right now that are big time crowd pleasers. Yeah. Um. You have Do You Remember, in case you have to hit the hit the ladies. <laughs> um, and then, you know, then, here's the cool thing. Yeah. Anyone seen the bridge into too much? No lead, no so much. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I, I yes, like when they that's do what that. I'm saying. Yeah. Or when they do bridge that's into, something, into a surprise. Yeah, fake that's much. why if you're, they did that, they did that um, some years back mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. I think they were doing some like. Fake uh, too much. 
and and then bridge into like Pantalonaga Pampa or but that like mm-hmm. that that was cool. Yeah. I got a too much fake at my second show. Um, it was it was so much bridge, too much ants? fake ants. Yeah, they did that, that, that was at uh, that was at uh, Spack, also known as Spock to Joe. Spock. Um, that was. Uh, can I just go back there real quick? That was a killer show. Listen to this freaking set list. I'm just pulling it up right now. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> what? These are all with Butch, by the way. Okay. The Stone, Rhyme and Reason, Don't Drink the Water, 41, Grace is Gone, JTR, What Would You Say, The Maker, Watchtower, Crash, Minarets, Lie in Our Graves, Bartender, So Much, Bridge, Too Much Tease, Ants, Encore of Ditch, PNP, Rapunzel. How horrible. Well, those are all your favorite songs. <laughs> kind of works out that way when you're, you know, playing good songs. Oh, man, what a set. Those are your favorites. Wow. Did they play The Stone? They opened with it, baby. Oh, they opened with The Stone. I missed that part. Oh, yeah, but now you get That Girl Is You, so enjoy. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, yeah, so after too much, what do we get, Joe? Uh, what was that? JTR. Freaking A. Which it, which came it's a great song. which came you know in Europe, I was I was lucky enough to see that when it came out in Europe, but uh, awesome to see it made its way over here to the states, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. a nice little surprise tour debut. It was raining, right? Uh, not no, uh, from what I understand. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, it wasn't even on the set list. Sorry, thanks for the reminder on that. Yeah, it wasn't even on the set list. See, that's the kind of stuff they need to do more of. Yeah, and we actually talked about that. We talked about that on the podcast. That that's we missed that kind of. Um, spontaneity or, yeah. or um, I would rather have them throw in one or ten songs that are unplanned every night and screw up on every single one of them because they're not a bad musician so right. they're going to get through it right yep. so I'd rather have them stumble through a song every single night if it's different I don't care right and I really don't think anybody there cares either um, yeah, but. they don't, and I, at least we don't. But I think it's some. I, you know, I was kind of talking about it with a friend. I, I think it's just the band's head. They just would prefer yep. not to. Yep. And sure. That, that's and and I can't. You know, if they want to be polished and perfectionist, obviously I can't. You know, I can't hold that yeah. against them too much. But I, I just wish they would hear it from a different angle. And it's it's cool to be spontaneous and wild. I love and, the spontaneous. You know what got cut because of it? A mid set sister. Which what? Kind of, yeah, I know. A sister, it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I would definitely take JTR spontaneous over sister, but mid-set sister. Um, it was supposed to be Sledgehammer Sister Jimmy. It was very oh, interesting. Very weird. Random. Yeah. Um, well, um, it, after JTR, we got Lying in the Hands of God, which I, I really enjoy. This is still. my current favorite at the moment. Just ugh. They still do an American Baby intro. They are. They are. But it's just even the whole song. Just the the, the freaking yep. solos. A buddy on this is just ridiculous. I get goosebumps. You just I'm rocking back and forth. It's I, so I think ridiculous. Big Whiskey is an underrated album, and this is a big reason why. Yeah. When, this song like this, I mean, it's great. This is a, this yep. is a favor right now. It's a long one. It's a big song to have committed to your you know to your show. It takes up a lot of time, but I'm, I'm personally I'm loving it. Yep, I, I join you there. Uh, Don't drink, which is just yeah another song that I I just can't get tired of. You know what? I, I actually heard um, some hardcore fans talking about that they're tired of it, and I was actually surprised. Like really? He's like yeah, you know yeah, it's my top hurt song, and I can get that. You know, Grey Street's my top hurt, and you know I kind of feel like it, but. 
I don't know. It, maybe it just go hits hits back at an old time that I that I love. But um, some people, I some people I just love that. the. So much about it is it's it's a high range. It's a very passionate song. There's there's a good payoff. Like we've talked about this offline, but like Coldplay has payoffs to their song. Mm-hmm. There's like an emotional explosion towards the end of the song where you just it just hits. Yep. Um, and I uh, I feel like Don't Drink has that with the mm-hmm. with that final drink with that final verse. Better. I don't need anybody but me. Like that is just it's oh it's heavy yeah. and it just hits you every time. Yeah. I, I love it's that. It's a powerful song. So I like yep. it. Sledgehammer and. In my opinion, one of the one of the most, especially for being a single, yeah. supremely relevant topical lyrics, right? I mean, people don't even realize oh. what he's singing about probably when they think it from a single standpoint. Right, right. Like it's a meaningful song. Yeah, yeah, and especially in all the stuff going on today. Yeah, and yeah. I think that song means to him. He he wears you know a special guitar strap when he plays that. Um, that was bestowed, oh yeah, that was bestowed to him from. Um, um, you know, I, I should know the tribe, but the tribe that, uh, uh, standing, standing rock, uh, tribe. Oh, right. Uh, the pipeline. Yeah. So, uh, I think that they, that tribe, uh, gifted him that. That's pretty cool. He wears That's a good every, bit of trivia. I didn't know yeah, that. He wears that every time he plays Don't Drink the Water. Yeah. That's news to, I thought that he was just clairvoyant and wrote a song about the Detroit water yeah, thing. I, that when you were saying, you were saying modern day, that's what I thought you meant. No, <laughs> maybe it's that too. <laughs> DTE is definitely going to hear Don't Drink the Water. <laughs> I thought it was about Chicago. Oh, no, never mind. Too, actually, Not gonna yeah. do that. Don't 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 boat in the water. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we follow that up with Sledgehammer and Jimmy thing, and yeah. I think that's that's a double red arrow for me. Yeah. Uh, I got Cornbread, which is fun. I mean, that, that's strictly a live song, and can I say something about Jimmy? Universally thing. loved. Right? They are playing "Fly Like an Eagle" here. Um, which um, you know, that's I guess it's nice that they're they aren't doing Prince unless you like the Prince and like the sexy and I did not. Um, you know, get fly like an eagle. You know, interesting little thing, unconfirmed. The story is why they started playing fly like an eagle, is because from Europe, that's where they broke it out. Um, that there is some uh, you know concerns over um, profanity, um, you know, public profanity or you know profanity at the concert. So. Um, the rumor is is that they changed it to fly like an eagle to move away from the profanity. They needed something different, and now it's kind of stuck. So, a little, little interesting. Too. I'm all right with mixing it up. Yeah, I know um, if they go back A better mix-up would be putting it on the shelf, I think. But yeah. You could be um, something. You yeah. could be excited that they do it. or you know, If they keep going back between uh, Sexy MF and fly like an eagle, you're excited that you can go from one to the other. You know, that you, you're, you're waiting to the end, and either you're excited you got the one that you wanted, or you're kind of, uh, darn, I didn't get the one I wanted. It adds a little bit of an element, so. And then, uh, uh, cool. well, we got, uh, you know, Cornbread, Grace is Gone, Typical, Nice, YM, PNP, Rapunzel, and then the encore of, uh, Oof. yeah, two-step Halloween. Um, pretty, pretty awesome little encore there. Yep. Uh, Halloween tour yep. debut. So I, I got... A lot of people really excited about this tour. I think this these last four shows um, reinvigorated some of the concert goers, the hardcore fans that maybe go to more than one show. Then got a little bit more faith. Sounded like people added shows um, after this after this um after these runs. So hopefully the band wasn't just trolling us and that uh, you know they go back. Um, I wouldn't be buying any more tickets right now. You're gonna like you're gonna that... wait still. Oh yeah, I mean we've seen this before. Yeah. Every tour we see it, and and people get psyched, yep. and then 
And then it's like, it's just, like I said, there's the hope, but we've all been following this band long enough, especially the last 10 years or so, to see what likely happens. And I welcome, welcome myself being wrong <laughs> and proven wrong. We'll find time. out. The band returns now. They're on a one-month or three-month, yep. three-week break. Uh, uh, no, it's, 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 it's darn near month. It's June 4th, last May, May 18th to June 14th, yep. and that's Camden. Yep. A two-nighter, right? Yep. And uh, I will be attending Camden, so uh, we'll see how we'll see if we get can, can continue on the the trend of these last four shows. So excited! You're going, right? Yep, I'll be there. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I've never been to that venue. Yeah, um, uh, if you, if you haven't been there and you're debating going, um, Pit is the what I would consider the worst Pit on tour. Um, it is just absolutely the worst. They just they the worst pit from the armpit of America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but Jerry. it's gotten it's got some unique shows. It has the uh, song debut of Plastic Girl. How many times has that played live? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was yeah, only twice maybe. I'm not sure. I, I got one. <sighs> oh, was it? We got one. Was it a gorge. So maybe maybe a couple more times. No, it wasn't a gorge. Try again. You got one. There's been played twice, BBT, yeah, uh, on June 24th, and then on July 2nd. Oh, that's when you came to Alpine. Yup. Oh, yes, that's why. I you're... got the last Plastic Girl, you got... and it, I downvoted it. <laughs> <laughs> a song that's played twice, and it's still don't want to hear. No, it. come on, for a second. That's that song's just crazy. Um, actually, I'm gonna recall Plastic Girl later in this podcast, but yes, that's crazy. Anyway, oh, okay. uh, Camden Pit's terrible. Um, at, Don't recommend at this that. at this rate. That'll be tomorrow. Yeah, this yeah. podcast going here. Yes. Um, so yeah. Thanks for bearing with us. By the way, I hope I hope we're entertaining you all. Yeah. And it uh, hasn't been too much of a skip. We're boy, we're people a taking a lot. People are taking a lot of long drives for the holiday weekend. So hopefully we're helping them. Pass hope so. The time. If you're wearing headphones right now and you're you're sharing a car with some other some other people that aren't DMB fans, then we appreciate you tuning in for us. For sure. Um, so let's see. Um, first of all, obviously we want to, we want to bring it up again and mention again, thank you so much to the tapers who go out there. It's weird. It's, it seems like it's, um, a little bit died down from the heydays of like the early two thousands when just tape, like there were multiple tapers at every show and there was just this appetite for, for getting shows recorded and getting them out there. There There's, you never knew what was going to happen. It's kind of pulled back from there a little bit, but, um, the tapers are still something that you know widely taken for granted, and that's not to that's not to attack anybody if they ha- you know they don't really think about it that much. It's just we've just been so spoiled, it's impossible not to just by default kind of take that for granted a little bit. Yep. Uh, we want to do everything we can to just mention whenever possible. Just thank you. It is it is a thankless job. Uh, so we put a tweet out too that uh, I'll, I'll repeat it here basically that there is no reason that a taper should ever be beerless if they if they happen to partake, even if it's a soda or water or whatever. You see a taper, yep. and they don't have anything in their hand, or if both hands aren't occupied with a cup, you better be offering to to <laughs> hand them a tasty beverage. Yeah, um, I have done that because uh, yes, yeah. Um, so thank you for all of our tapers out there. They've been doing an outstanding job as always. And these tapes, I mean, remember how cell phone like auto used to sound in the the early two thousands? You'd break that out. Mm-hmm. It just the the way that they can. I mean, even I mean, me, I've got hearing issues. Uh, the way that some of these tapes sound, I'm getting better clarity after the show than I would when I'm actually there. Mm. Uh, just sounds amazing. Yeah, sounds amazing. 
they're able to so, they're able to elevate above you know some of the ambient crowd noise down below um yep. get above that and make for some really awesome recording and that and that kit is not cheap no no i mean that it is, is not cheap four digits you know i don't even know exactly how much oh, yeah. but it's 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 big dollars. Um, yeah. Not to mention the travel and the tickets and just the headache with people possibly bumping into your stands, mm-hmm. dealing with venue security that for most bands are used to the, nope, you're not bringing that in yeah, here. Exactly. And having to explain the same story mm-hmm. to the, yet again, and this, no, it's really okay and deal that. You even dealt with that, yep, right, Joe? Yep, yep. That, that's, that happens on tour. And yeah, yeah. I did, you know, also people behind that don't really understand what taping is and they complain about a, a pole that's, you know, blocking all, one light uh, in the, in the stage. Meanwhile, they bring in, bring in their signs and, yeah, and, <laughs> and hold up a cell phone in, in other people's view for, for the whole time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, really? Yeah. So they, they are definitely the heroes, the tapers and um, they just, their day gets, they have, they're at the mercy of the taping they don't get to enjoy the day the same right way and um just really appreciative uh, of everything they do for sure for sure so um uh barring the uh the festival shows that have different i think different uh taping requirements i don't know about you joe if that's the case or just not enough level of interest to get a tape there those those tapes have not been released yeah but uh, every show except for the uh the 2x pavilion in dallas show <laughs> has uh has been has been released now. They're all available on uh, on Ants to download the torrents, the FLAC files. Um, they're also all posted on DMB Hub, our iPhone app. So just go ahead and stream. Thank you so much to all the tapers out there, and they've all done an excellent job. So go ahead and stream away if you've got an iPhone, free app, DMB Hub. No reason not to have it. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. But in case you don't, go get Go get it. Um, let's talk about the setlist game, Joe. Yes. What would you like to talk about? Is just that we can play it, or do you want to recap it? I want to recap it. All right, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you know who, you, you got a favorite usually in the race, right? I do, I do. He's, 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 I would call him as, uh, call him a friend at this point. <laughs> he's a, he's a fellow Jets fan. BFF. So, I mean, how could he not be? Yeah. How could he not be? He's a BFF. The heartbreak kid himself, of course, we're talking about. Tony B. With Tony B, shout out, man. How you doing, buddy? Plus He is number two. two right now. Number two, going strong. You know what jumps out to me at this top ten, Joe? What's that? The average points per show for the entire top ten. Yeah. I don't have the exact data. I'm not going to go back and look, but it always seems like the top one or two would have, it's, it's like NBA scoring average. They have north of 30 points a show, typically. If you're going to win this, you're going to have to be around 30, 31 points a show, typically. And then the rest of the top 10 fills out anywhere between 26, 27, 29 point, 28 points a show. Yep. The top 10 are all at 30.87 or better. So we're talking 31 points a show yep. is the 10 spot. And Sean MH is in the lead with an average of 33.87 points a show. And Tony B is behind him at 32.87. So both of them plus. Numbers. Regardless Thank of what you, you. say. And, but yeah, Sean the proofs, MH, nice job. Killing it, man. He's, what, he's uh, eight, uh, eight points ahead right now. Yes. So not to, not to diminish the accomplishment of picking these, right? Because I, listen, I've been following this band for for 20 years more. Mm-hmm. I can't play this game. Oh. As much as I gripe about the set list, I suck at this thing. These guys are good, and they, and they don't. I don't think they, they don't share. They they got some kind of. Uh, 
they're in Dave's head a little bit, you know, more than everybody else. Um, yeah, it's incredibly fun to see people pick and and follow up and chat about it in the setlist game thread. Yep. Um, but I mean, it also goes to here. Here I say, oh, it goes to the setlist, right? It goes to the the staleness of the setlist, and then you, oh, how come you're not doing it, Matt? I, you got me. <laughs> like true, yeah. but when you've got the top ten at thirty one points or better, there is also a a variety component to that. Yeah, I mean, the right. average scores for them, though, those are what the top people are doing. The average scores are in the, let's see, it's like 19.6, 25.1, 23.9, 28.3, 17 points for Iowa. Makes sense, right? Low, very low average. You're right, score. yeah. 20.6, 20.6, and 25.9. So the average is right around the you know, 20, 25 range. I love what you did with all those stats, by the way. What? I think it's probably an underutilized area of the site, yeah. but if you go to the setlist game and you go and click on, like, show statistics, mm-hmm. um, you can really get into the nitty-gritty in terms of, you know, per show, how many total picks, how many picks per player. You can really dig in. It tells you something. Um, interesting. What you, you can get from this is you can say, look, clearly Iowa completely fooled the setless pickers. Um, and then you can say, look, Nashville, that had the highest average score, 28.3. So clearly that was the most predictable show. Right. Had a high score of 56, highest score so far. Well, Here's a way to see the, the the stats per show are really cool, mm-hmm. and it's I might need to change the button here, but the button to the right says make your picks. That's where you get to the actual show list, and then you can see who played it and the standings and the extended stats. So I might have to remake that button to be a little more uh, descriptive in terms of there's other like, information hey, check other stats than, yeah, also right. Picks, yeah. But if you go to like a show and you say and you and then you say make your picks, then let's go to Iowa and say extended stats on the Iowa show. You've got a ton of cool stuff in here. Like, um, you've got, like, picker clothes correctly. Uh, and then down below, you've got, like, little bits of awesome information. We like to call it our big data crunching here. But, like, <laughs> the like tour debut shot callers, right? So here's all these tour debuts. How many people picked that? What? And how many people spotted it even more so? Yeah. That stuff's really cool to look at. Yeah, to think, like, somebody spotted bartender that they were going to play that or spotted recently you know as the tour day yeah. you'll get you know that's just awesome it also helps us dig out any possible crew members <laughs> <laughs> find it find uh dave that wants to win the settlers game yeah yeah you know what's funny though the winner of that show was dm barbella 41 he had 38 points that's so low that's interesting yeah 32 was the next so low yeah i mean 38 is still a very robust no, number for any I mean, given the, show. The winners of the other ones, look what the winners are for the other shows. Yeah. The winners I know, Joe. That's that's not to say 38's low. Oh. That's to say the other shows have been so predictable that you're seeing 56-point winners. Yeah. 38's a good score. If you take 38 and average that out, you're winning the game. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. 38's high for Iowa, really high. Yeah, and, and he was, and was definitely an outlier, he or she, I should say. Um because even number ten was all the way down to twenty six points. So yeah, I mean that's that's four spots. That's huge. Yep. And the songs that they picked and hit on weren't necessarily uh, weird. I mean, you got so much. Do you remember Crush? Uh, Everyday Sam Cop Crash. You and Me. PMP Rapunzel Sister Watchtower. Right. I mean, those aren't super rare. I mean, just sister. getting those four spots, one of which being the closer. Yeah. Um. You know. Just. Yeah. It was enough to get it over. It didn't it wasn't anything about those specific songs. Yep. 
Yeah. Anyway, Settlers Games a lot of fun, yeah. and I love the stats, and we put a lot of work into it. Um, pretty cool. Check check that out. Yeah. Check that out if you haven't. Uh, you want to move on to um, oh, uh, let's talk about the the pit policy, Joe. You put that in there. Oh yeah, just to kind of you know don't talk much about it, but just maybe not everybody knows, but they rolled out a new pit policy where in the past past you could um just people were getting in line at um you know 8 a.m in the morning if the venue would allow it, or just super early or sometimes the night before getting in line and just kind of claiming a spot writing your number writing a number on your hands and then like walking away or grouping people people get people were kind of helping their friends out or whatever and you know, it ended up being I think the same people were uh, on the front rail just these people that were just going above and beyond and didn't really give anybody else an opportunity unless you wanted to be, you want to dedicate, you know, 24 hours of your life to do it. You know, no one else ever had a chance to be on the rail. So they've changed it up this year. Now this year you show up, if you have a warehouse pit ticket, uh, maybe it's not even just a warehouse, but uh, you get a pit ticket, you get your your bracelet outside. The bracelet now has a number printed on it. And um, for for a while before the show, everyone bits their, their bracelets, and then they will randomly draw a number, and whatever that number is, and whoever's you know the next the next number after that starts the forms the line, and all the numbers consecutive after that looping around back to to zero, uh, is the order that then they will will let people in, and they I think they walk you down to the actual rail, so there's not even you have to run or anything like that. I don't think anymore either. So. Uh, it's an opportunity now for people that want to get a, take a chance at maybe um, being able to get on the rail and not have to dedicate 24 hours to it. Um, it's a new it's a it's a new way. So I'm sure some people are upset about it. The people that want to do the 24 hour thing, but yeah. I think for for majority, it gives people an opportunity to be on the rail, and it's not going to be the the same faces all the time. So pretty interesting. Yeah, that doesn't break my heart. No, just interesting. I, I just feel like there's probably some people that are upset about it because they, they always try to get in rail. Now it's kind of a little bit of a random, but I don't know. I like the random. It gives other people some options. Yep, yep. I, I bet my anxiety, just the idea of having to get in line for that long to have. I mean, even then, it not even be guaranteed as a shot yep. at getting close. Just, ugh, tried to be crazy. I, I did it one time. Not for did me. it one time. Alpine got there super early, first in line all day, and then it was the big run to Alpine and – Apparently, I don't run fast enough because some people beat us, so we weren't. I was. I can see blowing out my ACL because you're going down this hill. Like, if you ever run yeah. high speed down a hill, you can. It's not easy. Or and you, if you, you're better off like taking that slip and slide, ripping it apart, and like just diving go, down just and slide down. Yeah, I mean, it was not. I was kind of more concerned about my health than probably some people just commit fully committed and turned out for them. I mean, they got dead center. I was I was in front of sacrifice the body. I was in front of Stefan, so it wasn't uh, wasn't too bad. But I did it one time, and I always say that was the one time I'm doing it. And will not do that again. <laughs> that was too much. Well, that's cool. Um, here's a little bit of information. Uh, DMB Radio is coming back on Sirius XM. That's awesome. I did not expect that because cool, normally right? it had been right after albums. They do it for the summer following the albums. So this was not on Weird my Weird timing, ra- right? Yeah. This was not on my radio radar until until I think they were in New Orleans for Jazz Fest and suddenly the, the Sirius guys in, in, in New Orleans too and in, with the band at hotels and whatnot. So then it was like, um, this might be happening yeah. again. It's also a, a longer engagement. It goes until September, which is awesome because the last time they had to extend it in order to get it to them. It's great. So just from the start, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's also on channel thirty, which I think gives it the last time it was on channel three, 
it's a pretty major channel, right? Okay. So I think being a little deeper on the dial gives them a little bit more uh, they can go longer. freedom. Yeah. They're not taking the place of this monster channel. Now they're kind of tucked back, so mm-hmm. it can be a little longer, which I like. Here's what's cool. The Friday night uh, live concert series continues. If you remember from last yeah. year, we got four. Four of them were it last year. Uh, and then I think maybe they added one at the end. One more. Gorge, one of the gorges yeah. or something. Eleven this year. That is eleven, awesome. and they're good shows you know too, right? Yeah. And given that it's Friday, it's weird. They're all. If it's a two night stand, it's all the first night. Yeah. Which, I mean, fine. It'd be cool. This, I mean, yeah. You know. But I think we, um, we, this was a debate last year, and it'll be interesting to see how this year plays out, is that we were thinking that the fact that it was being streamed could influence some of the things that would happen at the show. For instance, they may be less likely to play a get, have a guest be on when it was be streaming because that whatever. Didn't they blow that away last year? Didn't, so, didn't the guest play? I don't – I can't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I, 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 I just have a feeling like I know what you're saying, and I in my gut I think – yeah, no, I think that was disproven. I think something yeah. came around. I think I think YouTube streaming, which it'll be interesting to see if any more we get a YouTube streaming this year too, because we got mm-hmm. uh, three YouTube shows last year, I think, video shows. So it'd be cool if we get some of those too. Um, well, the gorge, the gorge was not. There was no guest night one. Yep. So sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. So I, I hope there's YouTube um, YouTube things too, but. Um, I thought we thought that was disproven, but then I think they had um, what's the guy that plays that uh, the mandolin or not the the, the Brazil? Oh, uh, um, Hamilton de Holanda. Yeah, because I think he was on the YouTube, right? Um, He's cool. Yeah, that's so cool to have that recorded from that concert on yep. on high quality video. So, but yeah, do you have um, you don't happen to have the list of all the shows that I, are going to be streaming? I do. What is it? I do. So you've got Camden Night One. Cool. So that'll be your show. And that's the start of the uh, start of this all back up again. So that'll be cool. Right. Right. It's a way to kick it off. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird break. Do they usually? Is it usually only ten shows before they take the break? That seems very short. No, no. This break is normally not here, and that's actually interesting. There's always been a concert on Memorial Day weekend, and it's, I usually always travel for it because I got you know got the long weekend, and this is the first Memorial, and I can't tell you how long that uh, I'm actually not going to a DMB show. So it feels a little weird this yeah. week. Yeah. But. Um, Rumor is you're just gonna be like wandering around. <laughs> like, what do I do uh, with found this guy? He's, what do I do? he's lost. I don't know what to do. Um, I believe um, Dave's daughters are graduating uh, high school. I don't. I just have no idea if that's true or not. And don't Boy, worry, but I I'm not gonna know. I'm not gonna ask why you might know that. Um, that's just the, just that's kidding. just the word. So I think maybe maybe that's why they took that the, would, the time. Oh my sure. goodness, he's old and so are we. Isn't that crazy? I remember when they were born. Oh, me too. Uh, oh, I'm trying to forget. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Camden Night One, uh, Mansfield, and then you got a really cool run here. You got Deer Creek Night One, Alpine Night One, Spack Night One. You got Charlotte, West Palm Beach Night One, Anglewood, Gorge Night One, Lake Tahoe, and Phoenix. Oh, it's eleven shows. And Phoenix is an interesting pick because they haven't really done a lot. Phoenix, so that that's awesome. That's cool to have. Yep. That's gonna. Yep. You know, hopefully result in some good recordings of some things too. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited about that. And uh, on top of that, yeah. th- some interviews with Dave have been posted as part of the promotion for this. Yes, yes. So a couple different interviews. They did one on like Europe and American shows, which Dave says exactly what I said after, you know, tried to recap the Europe tour that the crowd is just so quiet and allows them to play into another, you know, angle that they they can't really do in the States. Not that it's better, it's just different and that they, they can just I think they can do it in the States. 
In fact, they just came off two tours where they did exactly that in the States, but I digress. Is that like a, like a low, low blow kind of comment? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, what are, what are you doing different? What was different about Europe? The crowd is silent. And so well, I'm talking, I don't, I'm not there paying for the crowd. I'm talking about the band. Yeah. So the crowd is silent. And so when you, normally when you end a song, we, what I can't, I wish I can remember the song. There's a song that D&B plays. I, I think of it. We don't get to hear the end of the song anymore because of the fans cheer oh, right. and get right. so loud. And then you never play like the last couple notes. Um, and you're like, yep. shut up. And so the yeah. American fans hear the end of the song happen and they start cheering. In Europe, yeah. they do not cheer until the band puts their instrument down and the lights turn off. And so That's interesting. they can literally get softer and softer. Is it kind of like softer. a Dave and Tim crowd or a good Dave and Tim crowd? Yeah, which there isn't any anymore. But yeah, it's the know. old school Dave and, Dave and Tim where they would be silent until the last note, sent that kind of thing. And so they can just do these little, like, they get softer and then, then somebody like Tim will play a little, you will play like something new and they're just doing it really soft and everyone's still quiet and they're still going and they're like they'll just like kind of wait to see how long they can drag it's really interesting so dave talks about that he also talks about this is probably the most interesting one so question came on hey are you looking at getting back in the studio or um you know whatever and dave says yes yeah um and he says he really wants to get in the studio with this group of guys he thinks they can be creative they also ask um you know, would you look at bringing in back old material? And Dave's response is, of course. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, wait. of course. We have access to YouTube. Might as well grab a couple more songs off it for this album. Yeah. <laughs> he said, hey, we wrote the songs. Why, why wouldn't we want to go look at them? Um, so. Oh, and, and yet, Come Tomorrow made an album. <laughs> My goodness. But I still, I, you know, I was asking just recently, was Come Tomorrow the band's last studio album? Was that the end? Was that the last studio album? You were you were asked. I was I was asking people that. I'm like, was that the last uh-huh. album? Are we gonna get another studio album from this band? Do we really think we're gonna get another one? I I don't know that we are. So to hear Dave said he would like to get it back yeah. into the studio sooner rather than later, I'm like, oh man, yeah. maybe we will get another. I, I think album. they, I think they will. I, I do think they will. Um, the same thing I say about Setlist. I have no indication that it's going to improve. I'm no longer excited about that thought. Uh, just what do you what um, do you like? I mean, I think oh, it's gonna be some good music and come come tomorrow slaughtered my hope for. I mean, in, in my opinion, that is by far their worst album by far. Um, and then everything that went into it, and you realize that they pulled tracks from 12 years ago and barely touched them. Well, it's and the barely touched. It's zero. the barely touched part. I mean, you can pull tracks from twelve years ago. I got no problem. Barely with that. touched part, but yeah. And about seven of them are Dave solo songs. We went through that during the review too. Yeah, the barely touch and the fact that it took five years to release the album. Yeah, you can't have. Yes. Why five years? If you're not going to touch them, just release the album right away. Don't. If this was it. an EP dropped a year after they just put out a full-fledged, well-produced, well-written album, I'm not griping that much. Of course, whatever. More music is good. You know, is a good thing. Yep. But yeah, when you're waiting all this time for this, that's that's what we were waiting for. Yep. It's hard to believe that there's more in the can. Yep. Is is what I what I worry about. Yep. And uh, yeah. they also talked about you know some stuff about Dave used to be a magician's assistant. I didn't actually know that. I don't know. I don't really know much about some of that history, his early history. But he was a musician's assistant and got knives thrown at him. And then um, ooh. In, well, that was in Denver, wasn't it? Well, that's what I thought when he was doing the story. He's like, oh, Dave, you've had knives thrown at you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're gonna talk about the Denver incident? Just like, just like bring that up. 
like I thought that was pretty hush hush. Like we don't want to talk about that. Right. And then I was like, no, he's a magician's assistant and had knives thrown at him. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, I was like, wow, I was surprised they'd be going there. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, um, the band was on stage in Denver and a freaking like when was this? Like early two thousand? Say two thousand two thousand one. Um, that a, a, a literally a hunting knife. I think it was huge, like twelve inch hunting knife. They're on stage and somebody throws it at the stage and it gets stuck into the stage. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and so the band just pretty much walked off the stage, finished finished that's the it. song they were I think they were playing and walked off the stage and they took it very serious. There were some pretty stern stern messages after that. They were looking for any information on who did it. Um yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. So anyway, they weren't talking about that and then um they're also uh he also talked about it. Would he do any future acting and he said uh, to get to the chase, he says Sure, I guess I'm. I'm always looking to be challenged, and if there's time fits, I wouldn't mind doing it. So you can check out those on um, on the Serious page or on the, I think their Twitter. Um, Jan Base also uh, linked to them too. Um, if you want to check out those four videos, but supposedly there'll be more interviews and stuff like last year that'll be on Serious. Cool. Um, rip through some of these final points here. Um, warehouse 20 year gift going out. It's a uh, poster, right? A poster. It's kind of cool. You get something for 20 years. I mean, that's a pretty big, all the, all the 98 and the 98 and beginning of 99, you know, they're hitting their 20 year mark of being in the warehouse. That's quite the accomplishment. So I guess the uh, warehouse came in the mail today for me. I haven't had time to open it yet, actually. Yep. And so it's for those that don't haven't seen yet. It's a, a poster. You get a special 20 year poster for, uh, it's a, you know, just kind of like a, uh, a concert goer with a you know a jacket on with a bunch of DMV references on it. So limited edition twenty year gift poster. Yeah. That's cool. You know, actually, can um, I tell you something really interesting about that? Uh, please. Supposedly, I didn't hear this, and I I didn't, wasn't able to confirm the source. But supposedly, they printed four thousand of those and ran out, or or just kind of kind of were kind of on a run for them. So I guess the interesting tip for that is that is that a tell? of how many warehouse members there are or an interesting note of like how many people from the beginning or hardcores there are that if there was really a poster print of 4,000, that tells us there's yeah. pretty much only 4,000 first year members first that are nine, still in 98, 99 members. Yeah. That are still, still in it about 4,000. It's an interesting, if that's true, it's an interesting kind of thing to think about and put some perspective about where the warehouse. Well, I, may I be. don't know how else you would, uh, I don't know how else you'd, interpret that yeah but it's interesting it's like we never could know it's like how many one-year members are there and like how many people are ahead of me you know when i'm getting seat priority i don't even know where i am in the list um and to hear four thousand posters were printed for this is like oh that's an interesting number four thousand i I mean i don't really didn't really it just gives me some context i would have guessed all all over the map previously but if that's true it's an interesting interesting thing sure sure um, and then there's a new vinyl and it, again, sadly not, not BTCS, which is, uh, we're lo- looking forward to that 20th anniversary, uh, yeah, uh, release the, the 21st, 21st anniversary. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're looking forward to that 21st anniversary, uh, of BTCS, but nope, we have to wait. Um, so, uh, instead we get, uh, the Rhino's choice potentially, uh, you know, it was kind of mistakenly uh, leaked released on target's website exclusive it's going to have a bunch of um bunch of live songs uh some come tomorrow songs um 
uh, you know, so little, I, think, I assume it's going to be to celebrate one year release of Come Tomorrow. It's got the Come Tomorrow kind of branding on it. Um, but, you know, here on out, Can't Stop, Raven, typical situation, Come Tomorrow, Best of What's Around, Satellite, Space Between, Virginia and the Rain, which is interesting because the album version of Virginia and the Rain, they have not played live. So I guess we're going to get the non-album version of Virginia and the Rain. And then um, what would you say? Is, is this a, some kind of promotional thing? You think it tied up with something oh, that they've done, and well, that's just, just it, kind of it is somewhat looks to be tied with Dreaming Tree wines. They just Dreaming okay. Tree just released a rosé wine um, that's yeah. a new edition, and I'm supposed you know so this new vinyl is going to be translucent rosé wine colored vinyl. Um, so there's going to be connection to oh, that. Wow. It's Target who who was had a had a special limited edition version of Come Tomorrow when it was released. So there's definitely some partnership between between Target there. To, to to do this uh, the one thing i will be happy about is they're giving us mp3 codes with the vinyl thank oh there you go i know it's like how that's if they i wish um books did this have a digital copy too i would buy all physical books yep if they came with digital copies yep um i'm not going to say i've done this but i mean i've owned books and i've been told i should just download the digital copy because illegally download the, the, it's ridiculous to think about double pairing. that I don't own that and I can read it on whatever I want. Yeah, but somebody, that I had, to, somebody it. had to do the work to read it and they had to produce it and there's some there's some extra cost to putting that together. But yeah, you should be yeah. maybe there should be a an option to buy both that's not double the price. But right, the, okay, and, yeah. and just and, but, and the difference here is that the book takes extra work to make the the audio recording. The MP3 MP3. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about audiobook. Oh. Because, yes, that is a lot of Oh, work. I thought you were talking about audiobook. You're just talking the digital the e-book. copy. Ah. E-book. You know what? I think I yep. started to think you were talking about that, and I, I took my head to the wrong place. But, yeah, that, yeah. Yep. e-book, that's no, no extra work. No limited extra yep. work. So, yeah, right. that should be. So, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and MP3 codes. Because I like reading. I, audiobooks, for me, there's too much to take my attention away. Distract you. Um, and, and I like the concept. I don't like the price, though, either. Audiobooks are expensive, yeah. but, yeah, they're a lot of work. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm happy they're doing the MP3 codes. They did this for vinyl back in the day, and then they stopped doing it. So it's been very much missed, annoying that they wouldn't do that. So I'm glad to see it's back. So cool. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Jeff Coffin is playing with the Flectones again at Red Rocks. That's at the end of the month, right? Like May 30th. Um, you know what? I don't know the date. Um, it's probably yeah, definitely during this break. So, um. That's yeah, that's pretty. It's huge. He hasn't been with them in what ten years or something like that. A long time. I saw him with the Flectones back in. It would have had to be between '99 and '03 because I was in college. Um, I went and saw him with my cousin Andy in Cornell. Oh no way! And it w- the uh, it was the Flectones, and I've told the story before. I know I have, but um, Roz, you remember Rozelle? No. I think it was Rozelle. He had a, he was a beatbox, the beatbox kind of guy. Okay. No, I don't and, remember. And uh, he was the opener. He was like, if your mother only knew. He had that song. Apparently that was his song. Okay. I don't know. And so he opened, and then the Flectones played like seven songs in three hours. <laughs> um, they were incredible. They were, I mean, the most impressive live show I've ever seen. He uh, he joined the Flectones in 97, so not that long before there. Yeah. And then in 2010, left, uh, left to join DMB full-time. Um, so... This Howard Levy uh, plays with them now, apparently, mm. uh, the Flectones. 
and this will be the first time they both they both join up. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Levy. Oh boy, I'm going to really embarrass myself here. But it almost the way this article is written, it feels like Howard Levy. Um, oh, he's a multi multi instrumentalist. Okay. But what, so but I was going to guess that he was like the too? sax player now. Yeah. But uh, looks like harmonica is his. Uh, oh, interesting. His, Do you know who? Because he's got he's going to be with the Colorado Symphony also. That's pretty That's cool. That's right. He's got Red Rocks. It's yep. going to be you know kind of Bell Fleck. Um, Abigail Washburn, who's he's been touring with. Um, I think. Lately, about Jerry Douglas. Yep. Do I should I know that name? I'm not sure if I know Jerry Douglas. Uh, I don't. I don't. None of them ring a bell to me. Um, um, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be. Flecktones have more show. have more Grammys than than probably any of your favorite bands listening out there. I mean, they're incredibly accomplished. And being a Dave Matthew Band fan of recent years, you might not you might not um, necessarily know about the Flecktones or be into them. But in the like mid '90s, late '90s. It was a thing, um, and the Flecktones got an awful lot of, well, I mean, deserved attention, but a lot of the Dave Matthews Band fan base were turned on to the Flecktones based on their frequent guest appearances and collaborations, and Dave was even did vocals on a couple tracks on Left of Cool, which is by far my favorite Flecktones album from 97. If you want to check that out, it's a great album. Um, but so, it, it, And then the, I was at the 2002 show in Ottawa when the Flecktones guested, and they played the longest 41 ever. Because I never flew before the thirty-two minute forty-one. Yep, with the that was cool too. They got legendary status. So, yep. um, of course, you've if you've listened to a forty-one with the Flectones, you've heard Sojourn of Arjuna, which is a Flectone song. It's an interpolation in forty-one. Just it amazing musical musical synergy. Um, and there was a reason why I was, again, disclaimer, not pumped objectively, but subjectively. It's psyched for Jeff Coffin. If anybody was going to try to fill Roy's shoes, I was psyched for Jeff Coffin mm-hmm. when he came on board because I knew of his, his body of work, incredibly talented and creative. Um, so when he came on board, I was psyched that we were, that we were getting him. Um, so, yeah, May 30th, actually, at Fred Rocks in Morrison, Colorado. Yep, tickets still available. Um, pretty cool. Have you been to Red Rocks and the concert or otherwise? Not for a co- concert, but otherwise, yes, I've been there. Yeah, um, me too. To check it out just to see it. I would yep. love to see... A lot of bands are playing there right now. I mean, um, Avett Brothers are playing well, there. Uh, a whole bunch. I of think people. once you reach a certain size, it's not oh, economical. No, you just can't do it. But it's actually the right size venue for today's kind of bands, just because the, you're not getting the huge bands like Dave Matthews bands as much anymore, um, especially in this kind of music. That that's like a perfect size venue for um, hmm. for kind of you know middle middle draw um, bands these days. So. Right. Right. Pretty cool. Well, one more one more bit of info before we wrap up. Uh, we've got a collaboration, not a tail, not a tailgate though, right? Yeah, let's, we're doing a not a tailgate pregame gathering because this is for Tinley Park in Chicago, which does not allow tailgating. So we're gonna do a not a tailgate then. Um, but yeah, we're teaming huh. up with DMB Tattoo, um, good friends there, and um, with Kurt and all, and uh, us. And also Hailstorm Brewing, uh, all of us are teaming up. We're going to do um, a not-a-tailgate pre-show gathering, drinking, fun, other things to be planned um, uh, for for the Tinley show. We're going to start at 2 p.m. Uh, we got a Facebook event out there, so if you're interested in more info or want to follow on it, uh, jump onto the uh, the and, and pick the Facebook event and join, uh, say you're going. I feel so out of the loop. Why? I didn't know this was happening. 
You knew I was coming to Tinley Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely knew you were coming to Tinley Park. <laughs> yeah. I know you like I'll be right there. Show. Yeah, so excited about that. More to come, but I just wanted to do a little pre-shout out there. Um, you know, join the, the Facebook uh, event if you want to get more details, and we'll talk about Is it. Is that on our page, Joe? Uh, we are a co- the tattoo run with that. We are a co-host uh, on the page. So it should show up on our page, right? Yeah, I'm, you know I'm not on Facebook, so I'm yeah, not, you are. I'm not very good uh, with talking. He is on Facebook, by the way. I'm not going to tell you what his name is. I'm but. Not on Facebook. Now you're going to get people. Th- now you're going to get people thinking friends that I'm like a, not. I've avoided them. I'm not on Facebook. There it is. Yes, it is on our upcoming events. Our our second event, our first one was our Night Zero party from um, 2016. <laughs> oh, well, that's our at first Facebook now, event. We've had plenty of events. Right, for first Facebook. Right at the at the now defunct Monoloco restaurant, and I'm so sad wow, that I'm saying wow. those words. You're wearing the Monoloco shirt right now too. I am. I am. Shout out to Michael. Uh, we we miss you, buddy, and we we miss we miss your guac. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> did I tell you the Did I tell you the Iceland story? No. I mean, I know we went to Iceland. Yeah, so I was in Iceland um, in September 2016. So a few, a few, uh, no, 2017. Yeah. So a few, um, a couple years ago, and I, uh, I see that Michael from Monoloco, you know, friend of the site, friend of ours, is there for his buddy's wedding, mm-hmm. and I give him a quick text, just saying like, "Hey, man, I know you're probably crazy busy with to dos, but." Let me know if you're going to be around. We'll see if we can meet up. And I was there with my, my wife. And we're, and that was it. That was, you know, and then later that day, we're walking downtown. And I just ran, I'm, I, didn't see, I randomly hear, Matt Yeti, across the road. So he's calling me out in what? Reykjavik, oh in Iceland. Gosh. And it's Michael. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm like, man, how's it going? So I'm running into people in Iceland. You're just that recognizable. Yeah, that's that's that, that's that's exactly what I was celebrity. trying to get to with that story. How, how yes, often do you have clearly. to fight off the TMZ cameras? Well, they think I'm Joe M. So <laughs> all the time, <laughs> all the time. So here's a cool thing: this official uh, not a tailgate. Yes. Uh, Seventy-six people are already marked themselves as going, and four hundred and two are interested. Well, why does it say six hundred and forty-five guests when I look at it? Maybe that's like who's been invited. Uh, to. Probably because who's invited. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and look at look at this. The uh, here are the insights. This is good for you, Joe. Uh-huh. The audience: twenty five percent of the total responses are women, thirty five to forty four. Oh, all right. There you go. <laughs> that's what you're what looking was, at. What there. was the percentage? Oh, actually, it's one point one point seven six are sixty five plus. Women. Okay. So more of your demographic. Right. Yeah, that's what you want. One percent chance. It's so funny. It's fifty-two percent men, forty-eight percent women, in terms of the people reached. Yeah. So pretty much straight down funny? the middle. D- DMB is not a, and it's not like you would think, um, where it's a lot of like um, moms. You know, I know there's a, a good concentration of DMB moms. Mm-hmm. It seems to be, you know, following social media, um, and that's just not. Necess- I mean, 35 to 44 is the highest um, percentage of, of females. And this is just looking at the stallion. We're really devolving into this. But <laughs> I love, we love data. We love statistics. Everything's very fascinating. Yeah. But um, the 18 to 24 demographic represents like 2%. Yeah. Uh, you know, is- the 25 to 44, that's the power band right there. But are we, you know, I, I, love, I love this, but then we also have to think, Aaron, is there a Facebook bias? Where have eighteen to twenty-four year olds abandoned Facebook 
and that's why that Fan- I mean that's a good point and that the, very good the, point the, the that older group that you said that I'm also a part of um they're still using the Facebook look at this there's gonna be smoking barbecue chicken there oh yeah it's kitchen uh, just a food truck a pig roast man we're gonna do a pig roast Will you save me some? We're gonna have a band playing. Yeah, I'll save you some. Very cool. Oh, what time Very are you getting cool. there? I can't save it forever. Um, what time are you getting there? Listen, that's what FedEx is for. <laughs> FedEx me some BBQ. <laughs> so I'm excited awesome. for. Well, that's cool. I'm excited for not a tailgate. I I just made that up. That name, uh, but have, have fun not tailgating. It's gonna say not tailgate, but um, it's gonna be an awesome meetup, and it's just across, just like near the venue, just a short, short stones throw away so it's perfect for on the way and uh and we'll go rock out some dmb show afterwards so thank you to uh dmb tattoo guys for teaming up on this and helping organize it those guys uh kurt and team those guys are awesome so thanks for sure for sure well that's going to do it for e103 of the ants podcast uh i am matt i am joe m (laughs) thanks for listening to us thanks for bearing with us and uh Be safe out there. Um, We will catch you up here in about three weeks when the tour picks back up. Have fun, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. So-